Auntie Hunty. Pop, pop, notch. Come on, pop, 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 notch. Pop, notch. Pop, pop, notch. They're going down in Tinseltown. Pop, pop, notch. This is Pop Notch Podcast. We're your hosts, Landon, Mac, and Mara. Welcome to your go-to hub for all things pop culture Because, let's be honest, it's the only thing we're qualified to comment on. Let's get into it! Hello, friends. Hello, all the human beings out there in the world that listen to us with our voices. All eight of you. All eight of you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so, I want to know what's popping. What's popping in the news, guys? Pop, pop, so, poppin'. Landon, since you're literally popping locking over there. Oh, wait. Ooh, but we didn't say Colton was back with us. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. Welcome Colton back, is Colton. back. <laughs> I'm the other voice. Serious voice. <laughs> the voice. Another voice of God has returned. Colton is back. <laughs> hello. Hello. I'm so happy. Joining <laughs> us again. Throw a quick little pitch in case somebody jumps in on this episode and not the yeah. previous. Well, um, I am Colton Cox. I am a musician here in Kansas City. Um, I also host another podcast called Get Into the Groove with another previous mm-hmm. guest of yours, uh, Brandon Jensen. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. It's Colton Cox Music. Uh, it's Cox C-O-X. I made this joke last time. but <laughs> Yeah. Hey, um, if it's good once, it's good a lot. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me on Spotify and Apple Music and Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So That's awesome. Mara, do you think he can help us finally bring Soup the Musical to fruition? <laughs> Soup, the winning musical. Bisque in my glory. My favorite number is going to be the Soup du jour number because oh, she's like Lord. the slutty one. She's like, I am the soup to sure what do you want miss you yeah it's gonna be good soup the musical <laughs> be on the lookout for <laughs> i'm probably playing something lame like bean soup or split pea soup but... I, I figured you might be like a supporting character anyway, like what's the... <laughs> i want to play the grilled cheese the grilled so. cheese or something with bread <laughs> it's great landon What's poppin'? What's poppin' is joe jonas and sophia turner have one child However, there are rumors going around that they went out on a dinner date and somebody saw that she may have had a little baby bump or she oh. was covering something up. And she's young, No, I don't right? think it's rumors. I think they've come out and said, we did it again. Mazel. Okay, well then, Here, yes. There's another baby. It is baby. happening. And they will form a family two. band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for all the kids to grow up, and they're going to be like the Jonas cousins. Yeah, all yes. the kids, all the Jonas kids. Yes, Joe cuz. Okay, my what's popping? So, women across America, they were hopeful at first, and now they are grieving. They are sad because Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa are in fact staying together. It came out recently that maybe you had a chance. You might have had a chance that they were splitting up, but. Apparently, their love was too strong. The reconciliation is happening, and they are staying together. And you do not have a chance, so go cry Mm -hmm. in your bedroom, eat your chocolate, watch Aquaman, because that's as close as you're getting to him with your shirt off. With his shirt off. Um, Have you seen that clip of him that is like Jason Momoa, and he's like, my name's Jason Momoa, I like to drink beer and throw axe, and he like like chugs his entire beer, and then he throws the axe, and he gets a bullseye. No. He is all that is man. What's your what's poppin'? My what's poppin'? Um, Colton Underwood and his boyfriend 
are engaged. Which I feel like, how long have they been dating? Like a year or so. But oh, I, I feel I like guess, yeah. that's like public uh-huh. knowledge. So I'm sure they probably like have been friends for a while. Right. They probably dated like not on Instagram for a while. Mazel tov. Billy Eichner had the best gaydar of all time. He Billy, actually came. He, Billy Eichner does have the best gaydar. But for those of you who don't know what th- we're referencing, this Colton guy was from The Bachelor. Yeah. Yes, and he, he was actually a bachelor. was The Bachelor. He and was The Bachelor, the lead of the 2019 airing season. Right, and Billy Eichner was a guest on his season and mm-hmm. came on and was like, maybe you're the first gay bachelor. And he was like, ha ha, <laughs> like laughed it off, but then yeah. turns out, yep, he yeah. was. After He's doing a, f- a full straight season. Yeah, he, he former, <laughs> former Which, you know, sexuality is a spectrum, yeah. who knows. Yeah. Former NFL player, he's... I feel like he's gone on a journey, but that's the thing. He's been very upfront about his journey. And people really love to follow along with you when you're so upfront about like, because nobody has it figured all Mm -hmm. the way out. And it's been so great to see his Mm -hmm. journey evolve. And I'm just, I'm really proud of him. Just like as a fellow human being on the planet, like go you, sir. Mazel. Mazel. Um, Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what happens next for him. And that's my what's popping. Stream queens. So, Linton, yes. what are you streaming over there for your queens and your queen? You know, I've got to bring back this reality show stuff. And um, I'm currently watching two seasons of RuPaul. And one of them we've already talked about. Um, this one is UK versus the world. So, the UK has had a couple of seasons uh, prior, I think only two. And then... Uh, for like instead of an all-star season since there really weren't a lot of queens to choose from with there only being two seasons prior uh rupaul was like let's bring in all these other queens from across the world because he is a franchise a ridiculous worldwide franchise um so we've got like a holland queen we've got a thailand queen we have two u.s queens um one of which jujube she's been on three other seasons prior to this season (laughs) (laughs) this is her fourth season of rupaul um and uh we are to the at, at this moment to the final four Oh, actually, I think the final episode just aired this weekend, and I haven't watched it yet. So, oh, I got to go home and watch that. (laughs) Was was Casey Queen Monique Hart on this season? Yeah, and Monique Hart, and now she goes by Mo Hart. Um, She's like, I think, I guess a non-binary queen. Oh, great. I think by changing from Monique to Mo, it's a little bit more... Yeah, I hadn't heard that. That's amazing. Yeah, so she... uh, Announced that during this season. So watching the seasons Casey of... Casey Represent. Yeah, and Casey Represent. We have a few Midwestern queens that have really came out and represented in a lot of past seasons. Mm-hmm. U.S. Well, Mid- mostly just... Midwest has a great drag scene. I, I mean, have, how could uh, you not? I actually have a friend of mine that was on one of the more recent... Um, what's her name? Rose Rose. <gasps> yeah. Oh, She's wow. your friend? Well, I wouldn't say friend. Uh, I would say um, <laughs> I went to uh, Wichita State with... Ross for a little while. That's Max's favorite queen that's been on. (laughs) I might cry. (laughs) (laughs) We only. I I doubt that he knows who I am. We met. Oh, you didn't sing together or anything. Well, no. I mean, he he was doing um, theater and dance stuff, and I was a music student. And I um, I did someone's um, senior. 
um, showcase, whatever you want to call it. Um, I played in like the pit band for it, and he was one of the the dancers. I cannot believe that you have even breathed the same air as them. <laughs> I am gagged, gorked, and gooped and gagged. Gooped and gagged. I can't believe you just said that. I I very much doubt that uh, she would remember me at all. Rose, <laughs> if you're listening to this, please come be a guest on season two or three or four or five. So there's that. Mara, what is your stream queen over there while I compose myself? All right. Well, I am streaming Peacemaker. If you have seen that, it stars John Cena, which I have to really sing his praises in this series. He has such good comedic timings. Comedic timing. He was born to play this role. Um, So... If you don't know, Peacemaker, he was actually originally featured in Suicide Squad, but you don't have to have seen that movie to have Peacemaker make sense to you. Um, But uh, his tagline is, Peacemaker is a man who fights for peace at any cost, no matter how many people he has to kill to get it. (laughs) Um, It's 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. 95. It's really that good, you guys. That's insane. It's really well done. The dialogue is great. It's it's definitely rated R. It is. It's rated R. It's it's more like Deadpool, that type of vein of superheroes. style but i know you said you were looking for something to fill the void that the marvel hole yeah fill the marvel void right now while we're in like the the drought of marvel content and you should really start uh streaming peacemaker because it's okay. really really well done it's really great it's a really funny it's uh if you have kids don't watch it with them though because oh. it is adult content only the cast is great um besides john cena there's freddie stroma um danielle brooks from orange is the new black and uh, uh color purple yeah on Broadway, which didn't she just recently get cast in the movie? Yeah, her, Purple? yeah. Her, she's playing her the role on Broadway. And yeah, then and she, she's good in Seeley. everything she's in. So yeah, I'm, she's in it too. You I'm should so hyped for that that movie. Definitely watch Peacemaker. It's great. So my streaming queen, Celebrity Big Brother, you guys. This season was nuts. The season was crazy, and the thing that really threw me for a loop is I had completely different notions of who Todrick Hall was as a person. My opinion of him has completely changed. I've heard that he's been kind of going through the ringer lately. He was, I mean, coming from someone who was such a huge fan of him before he was on the show, and knowing that he was such a huge fan of the show Big Brother, he's a huge Big Brother fan. And he seems so nice. And he seems so nice. So I was like, he's he's going to play an amazing game. He's going to play a clean game. And he, um, I mean... Celebrity Big Brother is like, it's like a super condensed version of the summer real show. Because really they use Celebrity Big Brother as Olympics viewership competition whenever an Olympics is happening. Like a Winter Olympics. And so they're really only in the house for like three weeks. and there's But there's a normal sized cast. So there's an, uh, an eviction happening like every two days. And so I thought he was going to go in. He was going to give some great sound bites in the diary room, make some friends, and then probably just win it based off of his his talent and his like charisma, charisma, and his natural natural ability. It, yeah, his natural ability to like keep up in physical competitions. And he just came in guns blazing and was making alliances with 
freaking everybody. That was his strategy. Hmm. But that came back. Everyone's that comes. That comes back to bite you in the ass <laughs> because you think I'm gonna make alliances with everybody, and then I'm just gonna sit back because anybody that wins head of household, I'll be in an alliance with. And then, but you don't. Hello, it the, will come back. To it will come you. back to bite you in the ass because here's the thing. You talk to people in the house. Everyone in the house and the ta- everybody in the house is talking to each other at the same time that you're talking to people. You think somebody else isn't gonna let it slip that they're in an alliance with you and they're gonna keep you tied to call haul over somebody else? Like they're gonna people are gonna find out who's riding your coattails. And when everybody finds out that everybody's riding your coattails, that's a problem. And it it was just crazy. And I he he totally thought he was gonna win. And when he lost, spoiler alert. Uh, like he didn't do any press after the season was done was done airing. Like they do the live episode, they announce who the winner is, and on normal seasons, like they have all this press, like Entertainment Tonight, E, uh, blogs and everything come in, and they go in the Big Brother house and they do interviews with all the cast. He didn't do a freaking one. He went mm-hmm. home. His feelings were hurt, and I'm like, that's not how you play the game. You have to, you have to be like, yes, I'm kind of walking like a dog with my tail between my legs right now. I thought I was going to be the person walking away with five hundred thousand dollars. Here's the thing: Todrick did not need the publicity. Exactly. After, after exactly. the fact. Yeah. So, true. Well, that, and that's it's the whole thing. A... He doesn't need the publicity at it, and that, and also nobody, none of the celebrities need the publicity except for maybe like Chris Kattan, because where's he been? But uh, I it, love me some Chris Kattan. I mean, I love Chris Kattan too, but he hasn't really done anything in a hot minute. I think drug. Problems might be. I mean, I think that might be true. (laughs) Oh no, is that true? Uh, Oh yeah. But another celebrity Big Brother season has come and gone. In the books. It's in the books. I'm really sad. It's over, but also not because it was. But our constant through it all is Julie Chen. The baton's getting passed back around to to Landon. It's your turn. What is your second streaming queen? I am bringing back. A, an animated series because you know I like my animated stuff you do <laughs> you love an animated momi as Mara says and this is a little nerdy I mean I've played d d in in my past I'm not currently on any campaigns but um, it is the 2022 series The Legend of Vox Machina and it is based off of Critical Role their group of uh, d d players um, all I think just really role players um over the tabletop games and they have a podcast or a blog or something that they've done um for years and they cre- they created they played D and created this tv series from their campaign and so vox machina is uh the little description here because i am so bad at <laughs> describing plots um, I've got it pulled up. It's and a meticulous it says, note taker because he doesn't want to be wrong. <laughs> I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to spoil things. Uh, so anyway, Fox Machina is about a band of eight unlikely heroes finding themselves on a quest to save the realm of Exandria, I believe is how it's pronounced, from dark magical forces. So each, each episode kind of just goes through like... Oh, there's this like dark magical force or creature thing, and we've got to try to defeat it, kind of thing. That's kind of how each time you show up to a Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaign session, you uh, roll some dice, run around the world and adventure, and run into some other magical forces and decide what to do with it. And so this is just an animated version come 
come to fruition of their experiences with playing a campaign. Super fun stuff. That's cool. I've always wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons, but I've never gotten to. I've always wanted to. You know, that's how they did a lot of the writing for Adventure Time. No, but it, that's, that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah, they they would um, <clears throat> play D anD D and pull their ideas from the the sessions that they would Pendleton play. Ward would so play D anD D. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Adventure Time. You should. It's yeah, an amazing you should. Show. Okay. Come well, on, I'll, grab your friends. I'll add it to the list. <laughs> I don't have time for Adventure Time right now, but what I do have time for is Mara Second Stream Queen. Yes. Okay. So my second stream queen, I'm going to be talking about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Ah, If you haven't started the series, you really need to. It's so good. You definitely have to be quick-witted, though, because the dialogue, they're in New York, honey, and it moves a mile a minute. So if you can't keep up with that fast uh, New York pace talk, you just, I don't know what you're going to do. All right. uh, But anyway... So, set in the 1950s, the fashion is everything. It follows Miriam or Midge, Maisel. And, uh, you know, the series starts out. She's a 1950s housewife. She's married to her husband, Joel. She has two kids. And then, he reveals he's having an affair and he's leaving her. And uh, so, she kind of... And her husband, Joel, actually has, like, a love for stand-up comedy and kind of, like, moonlights as a comic and, you know, performs material. It's not his material. It's a whole thing. And then she kind of, like, in a fit of rage, goes to, like, his comedy club and just gets up on stage and ad-libs and absolutely kills and then is discovered by Susie Meyerson, who's played by Alex Borstein from Mad TV. So good. Who is, oh, uh, yes. and also the principal in the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> What's her name in that oh, movie? I'm Principal Ungermeyer. Ungermeyer, that's right. So Rachel Brosnahan um, is absolutely fantastic as Midge. She's so good. We follow her, uh, her comedic journey, her journey as an artist. And it's really cool to see her navigate uh, that world, especially as a woman and her manager, Susie Meyerson, uh, two women in that, you know, artistic world. Um, it's really great. Uh, we get to see Lenny Bruce in the series. There's a character who plays Lenny Bruce. He makes an appearance. It's it's really well done. Rachel Brosnahan is the niece of Kate Spade. Did y'all know that? Yeah. No I mean, way. Every, really everyone in, in the, you know... Really, everyone in Hollywood you don't break is like into it. a nepotism, into it. <laughs> a nepotism baby, but um, she is really talented and she deserves this role because she does she won a an Emmy for wonderful it. job. Yeah, and rightfully so. She's absolutely amazing. And Tony Shalhoub, Tony Shalhoub is in it. Um, Tony winner, Emmy winner. When I was making my burlesque debut in New York, one of my uh, castmates <laughs> in the show, she had her um, her uh, burlesque name was Tony Shaboob. <laughs> oh, Shabooby. which Shabooby. is great. But no, uh, season four just premiered. You need to be watching it. It's really great, and also like the series is kind of like kind of heading you know towards the end because they did come out and say that the the fifth season is going to be the final season. So sadness. And this is Hulu Prime, Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime Video, right? Yeah, Prime mm-hmm. Video. Yes, uh, so. that's where Vox Machina is 
also. Yeah. Nice. Prime. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. Prime Video, uh, watch it. Definitely a, a couple of the burlesque girls that I know from the scene in New York, they get to make appearances uh, throughout the season. So it's awesome. That's awesome. Can You can cut this out if you want to, but can I give you a little Alex Borstein, Lizzie McGuire fun fact? Oh, please. Okay. <laughs> so the whole, the whole reason... Like they made the movie of them going to Rome. They made Lizzie, the Lizzie McGuire movie, and so the whole reason the principal is such a main cast member of that movie is because they were they were supposed to make the movie, and then come back and they were gonna do a, I guess quote unquote spinoff. But really they were just gonna move it to ABC and have it be about Lizzie and Gordo and Randall going to high school on ABC as a primetime comedy series and she, and was, she gonna was gonna be the be principal, the principal. Mm. so they like they were gonna do this whole new series but the contracts fell through with Gordo and Lizzie and Alex Borstein oh, they couldn't damn. contract they, couldn't, they weren't giving them the money they wanted so they were like bye okay why is the Lizzie spinoffs why are they haunted I don't know I don't know I'm mad about it cause really that that like cause that was still back in the day when they were still kind of doing, doing a TGIF, TGIF so that totally would've worked oh they yeah 100% totally should've done it I mean justice for Lizzie Right. Anyway, that's my that's my second stream queen. Mac, One what's more. your last stream queen? I'm bringing it back to Bravo because it's my favorite. Channel. Bringing it back to Bravo. I love everything Bravo does. Um. So I'm just gonna do like a Real Housewives of Atlanta Greater Universe stream queen because uh, tonight at the time that we were recording this. Candy Burris, her own her new spinoff show is debuting. It's called Candy and the Gang. I love it. And it's about her and her husband Todd and her aunts and her mama Joyce. They have a restaurant in Atlanta. Lana and I drove by it when we were in Atlanta. It's called OLG Old Lady Gang. Yes. And it's basically gonna be Candy's Vanderpump rules. Like it's gonna be her and her family. So here for that. But also the people that like work at the restaurant and are having like and, and the trailer, I think. What kind of food is it? Like soul food? Yeah, it's yeah. soul food. It's like it's it's all of her it's her family's recipes. They Ooh, like, yeah. love that. Uh-huh. Uh, Portia. Just I love had, candy. I've always I love candy. candy too. I mean, hello. She she's a Grammy winner. She worked with she, TLC. She is an entrepreneur. She was an entrepreneur. She wrote no scrubs. She wrote no scrubs. She won a Grammy for writing no scrubs. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Icon she, legend. Like two or three years ago, she was on Broadway playing Matron Mama Morton from Chicago. Um, she just she's one of my favorite Atlanta housewives. So I'm excited to see her. I'm so, I'm excited to see a different side of her. I'm excited to see her be a businesswoman and be the person running the ship. And then like Portia, she just had her spinoff show. Um like it's called like Portia's Family Rules or something and it's about her and her engagement to oh, I can't remember what his name is, but she's she's engaged to somebody but he was also like there's some drama there because before it premiered it came out that he was like dating somebody else. Oh no. And like but uh, when will someone love Portia the way she needs to be Portia loved? Does, here's the thing, Portia. I mean, there. Are, I mean, people say this all the time. Like, I'm a princess. I'm a queen. But P- Portia needs someone who's on her level and yeah. needs to be treated as such. Like, yeah. she knows her worth. And like, I just wish she would find a man that like recognizes isn't, isn't that. in it to be in front of Bravo cameras and is in it to be in her life. Yeah, which I think she deserves. Um, so there's that. And then uh, I think we're going to go straight from Candy and the Gang into not too long after that. It's over. We're going to get Real Real Housewives of Atlanta back. I think it's supposed to be coming back in May. And I'm so excited. Probably my favorite Atlanta housewife. Definitely in my top three of favorite housewives. Sheree. 
Uh, well, I do oh. love Shrek. I just meant Atlanta in oh, general. Oh, just uh, yeah. franchises? Yeah, okay. franchises. Definitely One my of my favorite, three. like, standalone housewives of any franchise is Sheree Whitfield. I love her. And she's coming back. She hasn't been on. She's been off for a couple, like three, four seasons. And I am here for her. And I'm really excited. Kenya Moore's coming. Kenya Moore will be back. Candy will be back. Drew Sedora will be back. Sheree's coming back. Um, Sonia Richardson Richards uh, Ross is going to join the cast. I don't know that much about her, but you know, I love a good messy housewife incomer. I love a good newcomer. Yeah. And then for the first time, she's never been a housewife. She's only been. Uh, on as a friend of Nini or as a friend of Kenya or Candy, Marlo Hampton is finally, finally getting a peach. She's finally going to be a main motherfucker housewife. I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Earbuds. Landon. Oh. How are you living your life with your earbuds this week? What's the So, them? my earbuds, some little tickles happened uh, while I was driving to work, and I think Spotify suggested that I listen to the soundtrack of Coda, and it's uh, the soundtrack from the movie Coda, which is an Oscar-nominated movie about, I think it's about a girl, a girl in high school who's deaf, and she's going through some stuff, or I, I'm not really sure. Uh, probably a coming-of-age Mac, didn't about, you say the cast uh, just won? They just won Best Ensemble at the Screen Actors Guild Award. Awards. I think, from what I can tell, she is like the in the the character in the movie. She is a a coda is a child of deaf adults. Yes. So she was born with perfect hearing. Oh. And her parents are deaf. And oh, and I'm recalling she joins the high school choir. She's, she's gonna go to the choir. Uh huh. And and she wants to go to school for music. Yes. Mm. So that's but weird they are, because her parents, parents are having are problems deaf. with that because they're like you're gonna pursue a career that we can't really be involved in. Yeah. Because mm. we're not ever gonna be able to hear anything you do. Yeah. Ooh, so I bet the soundtrack is really good. Tell us more about the soundtrack. So the soundtrack it uh, has a lot of um, uh, songs that everyone knows. Like it's. Um, covered music mm -hmm. and some of it's acapella because it's from the choir mm -hmm. so it's a glee um, moment i love a glee moment yeah so it's stuff from like etta james and Ooh. uh oh, marvin gay Mar loves herself some etta etta's mm -hmm. etta's something's got a hold on me um, nice the clash i fought the law nice uh, Marius de Vries uh, has a couple of songs in here um it's a hodgepodge of things um but Again, it was just suggested to me through Spotify, and I went on a jog the other day and uh, started walking, and I got onto this soundtrack, and I was like, wow, these are great. Awesome. I want to see that movie, but I don't know if I can handle it, like, as I said, because I am a person that was born half half deaf, and I really should have been born fully deaf. They don't know how I was born with hearing in my right ear, because what I was born with, people are born deaf. Um so things about hearing kind of hit a place in me that I'm like, mm -mm, nope, can't do it. But I do, I do want to see that movie in the soundtrack. Sounds great. I just wanted to tack on because I was curious. Uh, Marius De Vries is an <gasps> English music producer and composer. He has won a Grammy from four nominations. He's also won two BAFTAs. Well, um, well I love a BAFTA. He winner. has produced, collaborated with Bjork, Madonna, wow. Massive Attack. 
David Bowie, Rufus <laughs> Wainwright. <laughs> Rufus oh my God, Wainwright. I love Rufus Wainwright. I love Rufus Wainwright. Annie Lennox, PJ Harvey. Oh my God, I love Annie Lennox. Josh Groban. Josh Groban? He also was the executive music producer for La La Land. <gasps> wow. produced the accompanying soundtrack. Well, no wonder the music there in this is so good. Go. Uh, he was the music director for Moulin Rouge. <gasps> oh my God, maybe. Oh my God, So. Yes. Do your do your research. Well, <laughs> I tried and I looked some stuff up, and here we are. Wow, yeah, he's. But uh, this is why we have Colton on us again. Uh, <laughs> Colton is much more musically inclined than I am. Well, I was curious because he in that in the Spotify list, there's like four or five songs that have his name. Actually, like seven or eight that have his name listed, and I was like, okay, that sounds like somebody who probably wrote. Some of the music who for knows this, his way or around had it. a hand in it. Wow. Knows his way around some sheet music. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. See Coda. Listen to Coda soundtrack. I want to see it. It's I want to Probably trending right now. Yeah. So if we're going to talk about what's trending, Mara, what's trending its way over into your ear holes? Well, we're going to go from Coda to Q Code. <gasps> um, it's a podcast. I listen to a lot of. Um, fiction podcast. You do. You love a fiction podcast. Moment. I do. I love a good story. So, my earbud is called Ronstadt. It stars Rhett James and and Link as well. Rhett, Rhett and Link. Link. Okay. Yeah, from from Solid Good Aid. Mythical Morning. So it's also it's got that uh supernatural kind of horror like element to it. Ooh. That's perfect for me. Uh, so Ron Ronstadt, starring Rhett and Link, it's a supernatural noir comedy, and it's set on the streets of L.A. And um, Ronstadt is a nine one one phone jockey, and that's like his night job. And he's always been kind of like other than in society, like weird alternative. Um, and so he works nights, and then he uses his radar he calls it um as another element in his like job uh, because it turns out in the series we find out that um ronta actually is magical and has magical powers um mm. and so he's actually sensing uh these things that are happening and so uh what goes on is that he's a 911 operator but his boss kind of like hates him and so he like has this like weird random office like in a broom closet or something and he gets all of the crazy calls so anything that's like a goblin stole my dinner or something like uh-huh. random like that Troll, yeah so he gets he feels all of those calls that's so like supernatural or weird or crazy or something like that he gets mm. all of those and then chaos ensues because you know this bigger uh, story kind of comes to light where evil is coming to LA and yeah so and then he has this like magical guide um Hattie who Hattie Honeybutter I believe is her name who like kind of helps him discover his powers and whatnot but yeah if you like a fiction podcast I would really recommend Ronstadt it's absolutely great it's funny it's suspenseful it's it's yeah it's got all the elements it's really good that's awesome. How did you find that? Like, do you just, is it because... I'm just always, I'm always, always trying to find new fiction podcasts because I listen to them so often. Um, 
if you are looking for a fiction podcast, Q Code is a really great place to start looking because they've put out so many good ones. Um, another one by Q Code that I listened to that's really, really, really good. And I really wanted them to do season two, but I don't know if they're going to. Um, the Edge of Sleep. Mm-hmm. The Edge of Sleep kept me on the edge of my seat. And it was <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a fiction podcast, check out Q Code. They do some amazing, amazing stuff. And as of late, they've had a bunch of like celebrities because they originally they were just doing like original stories and original content, but their stuff was so good that all these celebrities started to work um, for them. So like Cole Sprouse has done a series with them. That's really good. Chloe Grace from Marettes has done a series with them. So yeah, they're getting some big names because Cole yeah, there's, Sprouse and why you graduate? So good. Yeah. Hmm. Well, for me, what's new, I discovered another podcast about some cast members of a show getting together and rewatching and talking about the behind-the-scenes mojo and inner workings of making a 30-minute network comedy. Uh, the show that I found is called Welcome to Our Show. Um, it's it's uh, Zoe Deschanel and uh, Hannah Simone. I love Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. It's Zoe Deschanel, Hannah Simone, and Lamorne Morris. They've gotten together, and they are going through and rewatching New Girl. They're going through and they're like they're like watching an episode, and then they'll like talk about like I remember filming this episode and this was my experience filming oh. this episode. I remember like if they're like because the first ep- the first episode is a lot the first episode is a lot about they don't really get into the pilot as much. They get into like more like how they auditioned for it, okay, and how they got the part. So yeah, they they just kind of give behind the scenes. Um, intel of how the show was created because Zoe Deschanel talks a lot about how she, like, she was in, involved with the show from the jump because, mm-hmm. the fu- like, she's a, at that point, she was, I mean, she is. I mean, but, yeah, it's centered around yeah, her. Yeah, because at that point, she was mainly just doing movies and then they had approached her about doing a 30 minute comedy. And do you want to come to our network and, like, pick the writers and, like, pick what the show's going to be about? And she hadn't really thought about doing a comedy, but then she was like, well, I mean, they have more set hours. I could have more of, of like, a normal life. I could maybe, like, do, do like the dating life and everything and so she was involved in that show from the jump like before it was even New Girl before she was even Jess or anything and so they they like talk a lot about behind the scenes stuff of each episode and they, they also have episodes that are specifically like interview like they have one with uh, one of the creators they have an episode of just them like interviewing the creators and stuff and they have one uh, that's uh, interviewing because it's a fairly new podcast like it's like pretty much brand new within the last couple of months um, and um they have an interview with Justin Long, who comes in and is a guest I love star. Justin Long. Yeah. And it's just a great podcast, and I'm very excited that it's happening. And so, yeah, <laughs> that's my earbud. So, uh, Landon, do you have a cast question for us? It's kind of like, that's kind of like your thing. Is I guess. I, I kind of have been the one that's been like, hey, question. here's the question. So, cat question master. So, uh, this week... Because it's our finale. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we've already recorded six episodes. But like we were saying, because it's our finale, the question is, what season finale or series finale has left you shook? Um, Who wants to start? Okay, I'll start. Oh, Max, ready. I'll start. (laughs) Um, So one, like a season finale that really, well, uh, series finale, I guess, um, that really left me shook is... The series finale of The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, how? Like, I 
I mean, I was probably a little too young to be watching that show. I was like seven. <laughs> I was like seventeen when the show ended, but whatever. I'm a Dre- Drea Damateo fan, so I was like, okay, I need to see what she's in. Um, <laughs> so like it, like the family's all going to this random restaurant, but there's all these like skeevy dudes all around. The waiters are getting shifty, at, and I'm like, this show's gonna end in a motherfucking shootout. Like something big's gonna go down, and I'm like <laughs> ready for it. I'm like, like somebody's gonna get shot in the head. Tony Soprano might go down. Maybe the kid, one of the kids, is gonna get shot. Like this is gonna end with somebody holding like somebody dying in their arms, and. They like they're just building up to make you think it's gonna be this crazy like only way the show can end, and then Tony Soprano just sits down in his booth, like flips on because it's New Jersey, so he like flips on the little jukebox at the booth, and then like looks at the camera, and then it just fades to black. I it doesn't even fade to black. It goes no, it, it right just cuts to, to black. black. Yeah, <laughs> I was enraged, and I remember I re- there were like articles the next day of like. Millions of people across the country were convinced, like their cable cut out. People yep. were really up in arms like, about yeah, this. People like were, they really people thought, were throwing their TVs yeah, out like their they, window. They for <laughs> sure, people were like, "I thought my cable went out. Like yeah. I thought something has happened, and I'm missing the last three minutes of the series of The Sopranos." Oh my no, gosh, that's how they end it. So <laughs> and it's on "Don't Stop Believing." Exactly, journey. it's a journey song. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And for Ugh. the longest time, I, I love that you brought this up because for the longest time, the show's creator would not confirm whether Tony Soprano died or what happened. Uh-huh. He just goes, I mean, it's just the way the show ends. Don't stop believing. Uh, <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm, I mean, I am hoping we get a reboot or something at some point because they just did they just did that prequel movie. Yeah, with his actual son. With his yeah. actual son. Uh-huh. Uh, the Kings of Newark? Or, uh, something, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. And... And I, I'm hoping we get a reboot. I mean, it's been, it's been 15 years, so anything could have happened in, in the Sopranos family since then. So they could write something as to why certain actors aren't back. Right. And I just need that because I need to know what happened in that freaking diner. Thank you. That's it. I, <laughs> I leave you with that. I leave you with that for my question. Well, I guess I'll go next. Um, my series or season, whatever you want to call it. Um, finale spoil or not spoiler uh surprise ending uh it would be game of thrones yeah there were a lot of see or like yeah season finales that were kind of like i can't wait to see what's next but they never really left you like saying like oh my gosh that was such a big surprise um i mean there were there were some surprises and there were a lot of character twists plot twists and stuff that didn't follow the books if you're a if you were a diehard book reader um or follower um but the the finale of the whole series was dumb shocking (laughs) (laughs) shockingly dumb i almost want to make a joke earlier because you you said like the creator and one of the other people were going to do a comedy show Uh and i wanted to make something along the lines of like oh because of the joke of the ending that they had yeah yeah And that uh, the the end of Game of Thrones yes. is kind of a joke. Yeah, uh, um, precisely. It did well. <laughs> you put in all of those years and years and this, years watching this show, and then that's what you get for being a loyal back. fan. Yeah, this goes back because the books aren't done. Yeah, yeah. So the writers of the TV series had to write it for them, like like go off and decide what they think happens. Well, and they had to ra- because, wrap it up basically. Well, yeah, so. because the books aren't done, so no one knows. No one really knows who gets the Iron but Throne. But you could still. 
I know it's not going to be able to use like all the same actors because they were using the same actors for mm-hmm. years and years. And at some point you have to call it quits and resolve something or at least leave it to like say like, oh, and then jump, skip ahead like hundreds of years later in the same world or pre- prequel it uh, where we've seen actually several prequels come. Which come a, a prequel is coming. House yeah. Of the Dragon. And uh, so... However, it was a little disappointing to the masses. Uh, I think that it was, it was a good shock to say like, "Oh, well, that okay, that's how it ends." All right, um, Mara. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go with Breaking Bad, okay. their series finale. Just, uh, oh my god. But yeah. So Walter White. He really, I mean, that show started out. He was just a school teacher with cancer you know, doing this to make money for his family. And he really got caught up in the lifestyle. He liked the excitement of it. He liked being the bad guy. He, he really just like become, see him become the anti-hero. Mm. And it's so crazy to watch, you know, his arc throughout the series and his relationship with his family and his friends. And it just gets so dark and seedy. Um, Brian Cranston is an absolute, absolute genius. But yeah, he delivers... The money to his family. He gives it to his wife. It's more money than they could ever, you know, want for. Um, gets revenge. Gets his revenge. And then, yeah, gets he saves Jesse. And then gets shot up. And mm-hmm. he basically dies by his, you know, creation mm-hmm. that kind of led to his, this whole... Demise. Yeah, his his demise, yeah. So this is a uh, really, really uplifting stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a good ending. I note. Mean, uh, one of my all time favorite show endings. Um, it made me weep like a baby. Um, the end of six feet under. Oh, um, oh what happens that, is it is kind of that a bummer. Is the best answer. <laughs> it is kind of a bummer because everyone dies. But what, you know, for those who haven't seen the show, um, it's a family that runs a funeral home and at the end of the show, they show every member of the family die, but it's not, you know, all at once. It's kind of fast forwarding through the years of their lives and yeah, showing like how, cool. every, yeah, you know, it's, it's a nice thing. It's, it's kind of a beautiful appreciation of life and like, you know, <clears throat> kind of just, you know, being happy to be alive and mm-hmm. all that kind yeah. of stuff. Celebration of life, yes. a resolution yes. for this And not season. to mention, the show itself is is a fucking ride it's from one beginning of the best to shows end. ever. It truly is. But um, the ending, I mean, I know that it's been on the best ending of any TV show lists uh-huh. for years, but... That's, that's that's my contribution. Dark and Thank beautiful. You. No, yeah, for just, sure. Just Lauren Ambrose driving to college with a Sia song in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys, we filmed our first season. Our first season. Are we gonna get picked up? <laughs> hey, see. Regardless, send your feedback. I want to know what you guys think. I want to know, like, question if you guys have questions about things or uh, topics that we should talk about or yes. things that we should be listening to or watching. We got that email. Yeah, that email, <laughs> popnotchpodcast at gmail.com. And just thank you so much for the support. It really does mean the world. And uh, we can't wait to get back in my closet and <laughs> have had it for season two. Update, you guys. We're also on Twitter. And, Twitter, Twitter and Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Instagram. On Twitter, we're at popnotchpodcast. 
Max gonna live tweet. I'm gonna live tweet. Um, and then what's our what's our Instagram handle? It's also Pop Notch Podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So follow our socials. They're new, but They're new. we will be trying to put out some content. So it's exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited but for yeah. you guys. That's I, great. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> the chi- the podcast children are. I'm proud of us, up. you guys. I'm proud yeah. of us. We're also gonna have. We're gonna try to get our Patreon figured out. Maybe do some exclusives. I think. Uh, not for a full season, but we are, we have some pop-up episodes in the planning stages. Our first one, I think it's going to be, we're going to do an award show roundup. So other than that, guys. Yay. Thank thank you. you. Thank you so much. See you next season. Stay (laughs) popping. Come on. We deserve more. All right. Yay. We out. (laughs) Bye. Until next time, y'all. Stay Stay Pop Notch. Notch.